Um, you get a chance to watch something or enjoy that kind of thing? Man, we didn't watch anything. <laughs> So for those of you who are out there, we are doing something that is incredible, um, that no one has, at least not to my knowledge, has done before, where we're going to spend some time creating something. So at the end of this conversation, our editing team is going to edit this video a little bit, and then we are going to upload this to the Library of Congress as a created story in progress of some kind. So I decided to invite two of the coolest people I know to this conversation. Uh, and that is the wonderful, talented, multifaceted Casey J. Ashley. What's up, Casey? What's up, everybody? Glad to be part of this. I love to create. Winston, thank you for putting this together. Yes. No worries. Yeah, I appreciate that. And we've also got the unbelievable, creative, entrepreneurial, fantastic, wonderful brother who's just doing activists, all kinds of stuff, Mr. Dat Paxton. Yeah, what's up, world? Um, glad, man, so glad to be here, Winston. This is pivotal, man. This is pivotal. You've, you've invited us to like some, you know, this is some new age stuff right here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I don't think my name has ever been associated with new age, but I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. You made it happen. <laughs> That's cool. So for those of you who are out there, we are going to create a story. We're going to pick the genre, we're going to pick the protagonist, the antagonist, potentially the log line, and then from there, the title uh, and the end, because the end, I think, is what we'll need in order to submit to the Library of Commerce. And so we're going to do all of those things and we're going to do it dynamically. So for those of you who can see, the, see us today, which some of you may or some of you may not, please chime in if you wish. Um, but if not, later on, you'll see it. It'll be posted up on YouTube and IG and all these other cool places. So you'll be able to check out the video from there. So brothers, um, we're going to create a story. So when I thought about this and I said to myself, man, this is so ambitious. I was like, it's really ambitious to do this. Because when you think about a story, uh, depending on the genre that you choose, there's a lot of world building that is associated with it, right? So if we pick, for example, a science fiction story, that in of itself could be hours and hours of just world building the sci-fi world, right? Whatever that world is, we could just be building that forever. If there's a horror world, we could be doing all of that thing. So I said to myself, how can we do this in a way that makes effective? Now, I'm totally open to whatever we decide because we are the ones doing it. Ain't nobody else doing it. It's our thing. Um, so. I, but I really wanted to get you guys' view on regards to how we should think about doing this um, as a group. So how should we figure it out? So for example, I just said sci-fi, horror, all of those things are really, really challenging things to, to, to do. But going back to where we started over the last few months, we've been doing a series about really being part of our community and really understanding our spirit I believe when you create something, you are creating something, your spirit is manifest through creation. I believe that 100%, right? Well, and then we spent some time healing. So I said, we should probably think about that. So I'll stop there to give us kind of, give you guys a thought and then go. Casey, what you got? I'll give you an idea. So um, one thing that I'm, that I'm seeing and I'm really liking uh, these days is um, there's a lot of fusion in these, 
these genres, right? Where I can't, I cannot tell which genre it is, right? I'll give you an example, HBO, uh, Lovecraft Country. Yeah. What genre is that really? It's, it's a little bit of sci-fi. Um, drama. It's yeah. Drama, yeah. historical. Um, and then you have like, and I'll, I'll say, you know, even Watchmen, something like that, right? Same type of deal. And it, those have really, to me, I've kind of connected with those a little bit lately to where uh, it's just a fusion of different things. And, and actually, you can actually, with Lovecraft Country, add horror in there, there as well, right? It's, mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't watched it, it's a very interesting show. And so, you know, just off the bat, I'm thinking, you know, why not try something where we fuse the different things and not pigeonhole ourselves to just one thing or one idea? Uh, me personally, I, I like the thought of doing some fusion and, and uh, with some genres and then also tied it into some of the things that are going on today. So a lot of those stories, they're, they're going back to, you know, they're tying into some relevant stuff that happened in the past, you know, as it relates to, to black people and the world and, and the society at the time. Well, I think we had a lot of things happen uh, this year where possibly we could tie some of those genres into, you know, what's relevant today. So those, that's kind of my first thought. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly what that's I was thinking. I'm sorry, Winston. Go oh, go ahead, ahead Dan. Well, I would say that's exactly that was my thought process too was to to have some sort of some sort of fusion. Um, and I, I this is what I like to call those types of projects imaginative. You know, so if there's a genre, it's an imaginative genre. You know, because um, they're taking the risk and creating a world that's never been seen before. Um, but that's so relevant. You know, the issues are so relevant. The world is different, but the issues are relevant, right? Uh, because we're still dealing with humanity. At the end of the day, there's going to be, you know, there's always some type of discord and you need, you need a, a, a struggle, a challenge. You know, you need that um, to have a good story. So, yeah, man, um, something imaginative. We just take an issue and build it. Wow. So, you know, when I was thinking about this, I had this whole grandiose plan of putting together like this deck and all this. And as I said, I'm not going to do that because that's not the point of what we're trying to do. But I I was thinking about what you guys were saying, and I had this thought myself recently. So I think about, for example, all the social unrest that's going on that's out there. Right. It's a lot of it. You know, our story can be tangential to what's going on around that. So, for example, I had this idea of like, how do people, like you see everybody who's getting hurt by these situations, whether it's the pandemic or the police or whatever those things. But a lot of times the story is about what happened to them and about like, how about us? Like how we feeling, like we hurt, we hurt. But when I think about those things, I always say to myself, what's going on in that town? What's going on in that community? What's going on in that block? That's a story, you know? If somebody on your block, and this I can relate to this personally, if someone on your block gets killed, your block is changed forever. <laughs> yeah. Everybody on that block that knew that person is different, right? And all of the lives. So you think about our story, right? What we're doing, whether it's a movie or a TV show or whatever it is, everybody's life has changed because of that that situation that somebody got killed on my block that, that i don't know that that is that is 
and that to me is how I feel about when I hear about those things. Because the first thing when I hear about these news stories, guys, I was like, man, we got to create a story. Yeah, we, we got to tell a story about all of these things. And, and then to your point, Casey, Casey, like how do we how do we fuse it with something else? It would be interesting, for example, and this is really off the wall. So I'm going to stop talking after this uh, and then let, let us just chime in. You guys can say, Winston, that thing is horrible. What you just said is horrible. So, <laughs> so, so feel free to do that. <laughs> but I'm saying to myself, like, for example, I love science fiction. If, if, and, and finding a science, a science fiction universe, or say, for example, an alien civilization or somebody or someone comes and, and specifically sees what's going on with our social unrest today, right? And they come and this is their first encounter. This is their first contact with humanity. You know, CNN and Fox News is their first contact with humanity. What do they think about humanity when they see that? Like, what do they say? Shoot, we flew all the way from the other side of the universe to meet these creatures for the first time. And this is the first thing that we see. How would you, you know, how would an alien react to such a thing? I don't know. Would they get pissed? Like, yo, we just got to get rid of them or, <laughs> or we got to help them. I don't know what that would be. So what do you guys think about those ideas? Uh, it's interesting, man. Um, it's interesting. Well, for a few reasons. One, may, so I, I kind of look at, when you talk about aliens and, and coming in contact, I kind of look at, um, like, when we go into other worlds say we're we're discovering something that's ten thousand dollars ten thousand miles below the sea yeah and we've just come across this set of creatures we don't understand how they work we don't understand what their social thing is you know we we just don't get it so we might see them fighting or eating each other or taking care of certain ones you know what i'm saying we might get certain information from what we see but we don't have a full understanding so before we take any action, we go into discovery mode. So we start asking questions. We just observe for a long time. You know, as scientists, this is what scientists do. They observe for a long time. And then they start, you know, a set like, okay, well, this is how they react to certain situations. But, you know what I mean? So you, you come up with certain um, conclusions based on your observations. Um, awesome. Then, then you move on that. Um, I'm thinking, so I'm just going to throw this out because I think about this all the time and this might be strange, but I'm an artist, so who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I, I think about, um, what I think about aliens, I think about they've always been here. So maybe aliens aren't from like another planet somewhere, but another dimension. So maybe they live on like the eighth dimension where we're like in this th third dimensional world, you know? And so we just can't see them. They're there. We just can't see them except for like certain times when they want to be seen. So these are creatures or yeah, these are beings rather, let's say beings who are living on an eighth dimension that can break through all the other dimensions and see us in this third dimensional world. And of course, when, when they make themselves known to us, we freak out because they don't look like anything we've ever seen. Um, but they've always been there. They can see us. So it's like we're in a fish tank. 
Yeah. You know? So, and I look at it, so a couple points that you highlighted when you said the observation piece, that's exactly what came to my mind. It's almost as if, uh, you know, somewhere what we're doing is playing out as some, you know, episodic uh, series for mm -hmm. some other planet or something, right? And it's like, this is the things that have happened in this year is, is, is the best season, right? Because there's so many, so many different things. So many things are changing. Every, every month is, is a heightened episode. And it, it seems like it can't get worse. Awesome. Uh, so, um, so, so like, I've almost thought about it like that. Yeah. It's like, well, this is like season, uh, what, season three of Game of Thrones or something right now going on in, uh, in the U.S. Um, and so, and then we talk about observation. I've actually, so Winston and Dap, you guys are, none of what you said is crazy because I guess we're all crazy because I've actually thought of some stuff like this, like, Ellie is looking down at us like, wow, these people are insane, right? And we think it's insane if they were to come, right? And then I take it like a little step. I take a different angle a little bit that where it's like they are actually, they've been observing us for a long time. And mm -hmm. then they've been like throwing themselves amongst us as mm -hmm. like beings among us to see how we're going to react and if there's going to be a different chain of events. Uh, mm -hmm. So this whole time they haven't shown themselves. Let's just take, take for example, uh, big events that have happened, you know, uh, globally or, you know, in our history. It could have been one of them sent down to do it to see what type of cause and effect that would create for mm -hmm. our race and to see if we had come together or grow further apart or whatever it is. And then, so it could be a series of things that they've thrown at us this year and we still aren't necessarily coming together to where they eventually just say, you know what, we're done with them. You know, we gotta, we gotta come in and we gotta take over or, or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I've, I've thought about those things as well. Like it's, it's crazy that we're saying this. This is how the story sounds to me so far, is that we've got these aliens who are observing 2020, right? So 2020 is to them, it's like the, the, the greatest season ever. So they're observing us and, and what we're doing, and they reside in another plane, be another dimension, whatever that is, because that makes sense to me. Because when I think about space, space, you can't just get the bus to get somewhere. So, you know, you just can't get in a spaceship like we think and just travel along the path. And so you got these aliens from another plane, they're observing us, they're looking at CNN, they're looking at Fox, they're looking at all the stuff that we're doing every single day. And they were like, oh my gosh, they're looking at us like a TV show. You know, from an episodic perspective, and they're like, "What do we do? Like, how do we do? We do anything?" To your, to both of your points, do we do anything, or do we just talk about it like how we talk about a great TV show? And and do they just get affected by what's going on in their world? Be like, "Yo, we was watching Earth the other day." <laughs> Yo, did, did, did you see? Did you see it? Did you see what was going on on Earth that day? <laughs> I mean, imagine a show called Earth Season One. That's the name of the show. Like Earth Season One. <laughs> <That's right>. Winter. <laughs> you know, and the, I'll tell you the reason why I like the whole um, on a different plane and dimension is that 
you know, I'm also, I'm into like this time travel thing as well, like where, mm-hmm. uh, and with space and, and dimension, like time doesn't really matter. Time, time is treated differently, you know? And so even though it's 2020 for us, it could be whatever year for them and they could go and, you know, back and forth through different years, you know, it's whatever we want to create or make it because time is treated different than how it is for us, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think we could play around with that as well. Yeah. yeah, they have access. So yeah, time is, it, it's like uh, channel surfing or channel surfing. I just dated myself. Um, it's, it's like going to Netflix <laughs> <laughs> and being able to scroll through every movie that they have. You know what I'm saying? The same yeah. thing with our timeline though. So because they're in a different dimension, they're looking at this thing like, okay, let me just scroll. Because essentially, when we're watching TV, we're we're looking into a two-dimensional world. Where we're that's that's the second dimension. So we're just scrolling through. We can go anywhere in the second dimension, like this. Yeah. So that's probably how someone on a higher dimension, a being on a higher dimension, will move. You know, with interacting with our dimension. With the third okay. Dimension. You what? feel me? Yeah. Okay. Again, you know, this this is now we're getting out there, so this may be out there. Um, so, because you, you said channel surfing, right? So, today's channel surfing is like scrolling through apps and you know, flicking through stuff. So, what if there's actually an app, right? Of this this big dimension, there's an app where they're scrolling through uh, different worlds. They come across Earth. They can go, you know what I mean, like different different yeah. worlds and stuff and then they scroll across earth and they're like wait a minute what's what's going on here boom because this yeah. app has the ability they have the ability if they develop this to to see different worlds and, and make changes and, and and view it and and so they start playing around with earth in 2020 they've been doing this the whole time but it, it's so many with a dimension right and there's so many galaxies planets and all of that that they just happen to scroll across earth finally and in, in 2020, they started playing around with it. Like this group of, of beings or are, are, are whatever on, on this planet are, they're quite entertaining. We can, like they don't even get along. We can play around with them. Oh, let's throw a virus out there. Let's see what happens. Oh, cool. <laughs> I was totally making them crazy. Okay, cool. Uh, what's this Kobe Bryant? They love him. Like, it's like, that's right. what? So that's a, that's a dramatic question. Because our story is good, it's taking shape, right? It's sounding fantastic so far. Yeah. So when they encounter us, so they encounter us on the app, and something happens to them when they encounter us on the app. So they either become enthralled, it changes their society, they feel they gotta do something. It, they either they could become crazy. Something happens when they yeah. see us. They go, oh my gosh, maybe they look like us on some level. And then they go, my gosh, we actually found some beings that look sort of like us. What are they up to for the first time ever in the history of our world? And, all, and we found them. What are they up to? What? You know, you know what I started oh. thinking about? <laughs> you, know, you know what I started thinking about? I started thinking about, like, my son plays this game called Minecraft. I don't know if y'all ever heard of Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. Um, the blocks and all that, with the blocks and all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you can build a world inside of Minecraft. Like, he he just finished building our house 
in Minecraft. So he's like, he's <laughs> he built every room in the house. He's built some amazing things in Minecraft. So he's like very, it's very interactive, right? So he's essentially, he has his avatar that he created that's, that's an extension of himself building this world in, in Minecraft. So I thought about that. Then I also thought about video games and how we react to like kids on video games all the time or people like on their phones in these apps, like it's a social media thing. Like let's say Earth is like a social media video game type of app, you know? And the people in that that dimension, they're like, yo, you spending way too much time. Like these apps are causing a problem in our society. So that's the <laughs> issue. We need to <laughs> we need to like create some kind of policy to limit the amount of time people are on their apps. It's causing, you know what I mean? It's causing some kind of an issue. Uh, and so we wipe the earth might be an app that has to be wiped out or censored somehow. That's right. They don't want anyone watching the season that starts on November 3rd, 2020. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 no, no, this is dangerous, right? You know wow. We need, to, we need to censor it. It's too, it's like Mortal Kombat when I was a kid, you know, like people wanted to, it's like, no, we cannot let kids cut other characters heads off and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? it's way too much violence on earth in the earth app it's way too much violence yeah and i like the, the thought of censoring it because yeah they discover us but then if they if they start to do too much they can just completely eliminate us but then obviously you're going to have some that are are going to be on the side of well, we want to do what we want to do. Right. And you're going to have some that are on the side of, no, we have to, we have to be careful uh, and make sure that we're not causing too much damage and harm. Mm. Let's ask this question. Are these beings, are they like us? Do they have the same kind of weaknesses that we do? You know, selfishness, greed, love, religion, politics. Do they have that same kind of thing? Are they on a higher or lower level than what we are? I, I like the thought that they, they look like us. And then, so they, they came across finally, uh, you know, a, a dimension or, or a, a place that looks like them or, you know, or people that look like them. I like, I like the thought of that because there has to be a reason why they stopped, right? Uh, on us That's and right. why they're so, you know, just kind of drawn to us. So I, I like the thought that they look like us, you know, uh, obviously that's, you know, visually we, that's easy to kind of create too, you know, if we were to like make a story out of it and film it or something like that, it's easy to create that. Um, so I like the thought of that, but I think they're different than us and uh, where they may not have the same type of feelings and, and uh, weaknesses that we have uh, and they're intelligence wise and I'm thinking they're far advanced, more, you know, just way far advanced than we are. Uh, but perhaps by watching us, they start to become more like us. And then they, so we're starting to have a, a negative impact on, on the way that they operate and the way they, they are. And so their society starts to become like us. That, that's just a thought. 
No, so they, they do have weaknesses, right? So, for example, what you were describing, they sort of sound like they look like us. They sort you were like describing to me like Vulcans, you know, like you know. But they do have a weakness, right? And Vulcans' weakness is that if they get emotional, they lose like lose their stuff, like they lose their mind if they get emotional. That could be it too. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like as above, so below. So there there are some things that we mirror in them. You know, like Casey was saying, which I, I think was was excellent. It has to be something. There's something that they connect to uh, with us, um, and so yeah, it may it may manifest differently. You know, like you're saying, it, it maybe they can't get emotional. Maybe emotions is something that they've evolved be, beyond. You know, but there is something there that connects them. Um, I like to get into how they interact with us because I, I don't want to move past that. I think that they can come into contact with it. Like there's some kind of way that they can cross through and be side by side with us. Like a VR game sort of like they, like, it's like they would, they would like tell us in and, and they would come in almost like they playing a the game. Yeah. But to us, they look like real people. Yeah. They're real to us. Similar. Oh, Similar, you guys seen that uh, show Upload? No, I heard of it, but I haven't on, seen it. Uh, it's on Prime Video. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I yeah, what I was talking about, but I haven't seen that. But, well, basically they can, they can virtually assimilate themselves and, and uh, to where the people that they're reacting to as if they're like really there, but they're, they're just, they got a headset on and, uh, and they're not really there, but they can actually, you know, assimilate or place themselves in, in a certain situation or area uh, as if they're physically there. Is that, the so, one, is that the one where they, like, they die and they're uploaded into – yeah, I did watch yeah. that. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. Okay. Yeah, that's something like that. But, but to us, they, they're, like, physical. We can feel, touch, you know what I'm saying? Um, we can have that experience with them. And yeah, so, so to us, like me and you are talking, but I don't know that you are actually in this other dimension with this headset on. You know, like you're just, yeah. you're, 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 you're talking to me as if you're like one, one of us, but you're really just like sitting, like you're probably a kid, you know, like sitting at home, yeah. you know, in whatever dimension this is with your, with your headset on. Uh, <laughs> And like, man, I'm going to I'm going to be an earth and, and just live as a person uh, for however long because their time their time is different. So maybe mm -hmm. they live on earth for 30 years, but it's actually like, you know, three days in their time. Yeah, shoot. It could be like three hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> it could be three hours. literally. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So, so maybe um, maybe the only way to to make sure earth the app isn't taken out or censored is for some of them to come into earth and try to convince the people to do something different. Yeah. I like that. So the earth, the earth app is almost like a virus to them, right? Cause it's spreading all across their world and maybe their world is bigger than ours, right? They got like multiple planets and stuff like that. And the earth virus is just the earth app is just spreading like wildfire. And then like, we gotta stop this. Or we gotta help them. So when they it's like TikTok, 
That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when they broadcasting, you know, our, our people won't go crazy. Our people won't lose their minds. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like TikTok. That shit's great. It's not, it's not a sensitive TikTok. They, gotta, um, they were talking about making it illegal in the United States. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm sure you guys heard about all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe something similar to that, to where, okay, this is the this is it for Earth. That's right. But, so maybe it's like three different, I'm just throwing this out here, three different, so it's three friends, they all come down into Earth from whatever dimension they're from. They're blending in, uh, and they have three different ideas of what's going to work to get people to change. So maybe one is like a, I don't know, one decides to take the, the political route. Maybe somebody decides to take some type of humanitarian route and then somebody takes like a an activist route I don't, or a creative route, you know? Um, well, I like that transition because we're transitioning now into like protagonists and antagonists because I think we got a good sense of a story, right? We that this The tentative name of the show is the earth app <laughs> and then these people go out and this virus these these aliens come across this app in their device and they go oh my gosh we found them we found people in the universe that looks like us so what's up with them and it spreads like wildfire and then as they look into it and they dig deeper they start to see all of the stuff that we do and it becomes infectious to their whole society they start to see the war they start to see the famine they start to see the police stuff that we do, they start to see the good stuff too. They start to see the humanitarianism. They start to see all of this stuff and they go, oh my gosh, this is taking over our planets. And then there's some antagonist or there's someone that's like, I gotta stop it because we gotta hold on to our traditions of our world, right? And that could be the person who's the, the inquisitor or the police person that says, we gotta stop this from spreading here. And you mean there's three people that went over there, great idea of that, that went over there and they're political and they're activists and they're creatives and they're trying to solve, stop, they're trying to help them? Forget helping them. Let's get rid of them because <laughs> they're, they're messing our society up. Let's just get rid of them. I want to get rid of the app and the humans. Yeah. And, it's, and it's things. not sanctioned to be able to take down a planet or do that. So they kind of, they got, they, kind of go undercover, right, and do it themselves. Um, and, and so they find a way to do it by influence instead of, okay, we can't just zap off this planet, uh, mm -hmm. but maybe we can influence them for them to take out themselves because mm -hmm. we, need to, we need Earth to be done with. You know, um, so, may, so maybe that's a way. And then the other thing that I want to establish too, I think we need to do is figure out, you know, you know, why haven't, why haven't they had this type of control on any other like planets or, or universes or, or any other apps? We don't know that. Maybe that's something that's revealed that they actually have, you know, and people are like, man, what happened to my space? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what happened to <laughs> Like what happened? You know what I mean? Like nobody knows. It gets true. Yeah, but it was because of these people who, who came in that influenced it's a technology. It's a technology they developed, right? Just like how we developed apps. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, they developed the possibility to plug into societies across the universe. Mm. If we could figure out how to do that, we'd do it. If we could figure out how to plug into different societies across the galaxy, we'd do it. 
So that's kind of what they did. And they've been like developing their own technology. And they say, oh my gosh, we figured out how to plug into other societies. We don't need any spaceships anymore. We can just plug in directly. We can either be on hologram or we can check them out on our app right now. There's, there's, you know, so I think that- yo, That's deep right there. Hey, yeah. yo, that is deep. Imagine, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just imagine, <clears throat> like how possible that could be. No, yeah. no, knowing how we are, a story like this, people would be, they would love it and they would be afraid of it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe somebody in the back of their head like, "Dang, I wonder if that's already happened." And they are. It's my, it's my uncle Joe, one of them aliens. <laughs> right. It always looked like he was glitching. <laughs> that's right. You know, when I hear my president say something crazy, is is he or she one of them aliens? Right. That's the first thing that came to mind, man. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, yeah, I, I think that's pretty. I, I think that we have, we're developing a really good grasp on the world. That's right. And on the issue, like one the issue at hand, right? Because so, I, I think the issue now is is control. So and how do you deal with an entity trying to control, especially when it directly impacts you, trying to control you and what you do and what you have access to so yeah so let, let's keep going so the three people come down to earth and they say hey we can help these beings out or we can help these earth people out with their challenges around um social unrest and their greed and all of the things that are failings to us and then they realize they ask themselves this question when they're about to do this like how do we how do i do it or how do we do it? And they might have three different ideologies in regards to how, this, how does this get done? The three of them, right? So we don't necessarily need a separate antagonist. One of the three of them can turn into an antagonist because their philosophy is just so disparately different than the other two. And they go, all right, well, we're going to go in and we're going to try to influence their political systems and that. And the other one's like, no, they don't need political reform. They need like a mindset, mind transcendental kind of thing going on to change these human beings. That's what they need. And the third one thinks about something differently. And then the third one's like, nah, man, I just want to get rid of them. <laughs> I want to introduce some other kind of, I want, to, I want them to understand that, you know, that we can eliminate them. And then that might be the thing that'll get them. Because once human beings find out that there's aliens on some level, then that would be the thing that will change their mind. Once they figure out that, oh, whew, you mean there's an alien here that it got super duper weapons? Then shoot, we need to stop what we're doing and find a way to, to unify around that. That could be kind of our three-pronged approach. What if they all think they're doing something uh, good and trying to justify it, but they're actually causing more harm? Example, like one is like, yeah, we could just fix them mentally. This would make them better. So he starts abducting humans and doing experiments on their brains. And one is like trying to make political changes and, and then, you know, so he tries to try to influence what's going on politically and he makes it worse. And the other, it could, you know, it could be whatever, but um, what if that's one of the thoughts too, is like, you know, they're actually <laughs> thinking they're doing something better, but they're actually making things worse. 
that that gives us good options, you know, when we're looking for because we want uh-huh. we want to be rooting for all of them. That's right. You know I mean? But but one of them has to end up being like the, the hero. Right? That's right. You know? and, and as you know, like when when you see a villain that you really really admire, that villain is usually somebody who thinks that they're in the right, that what they're doing is really the right yeah. thing for their society. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, I'm right. And the same thing with the, the, the good guy for, you know, they said, well, I'm doing it right. But then we as the audience get to decide, no, such and such is evil because he or she is making a decision that hurts a bunch of more people. And then the other one is trying to help people in some kind of way. But we still sometimes, I, I know if I see a story and the villain is really good, it's because a villain believes 100% that he or she is doing the right thing. They, yeah. Just but that, that's a, it, you can see that arc. Right, you can see that change happening in all three of them because they're all—all all three of them—are starting out in this space of doing doing what's right, you know. And I, and I think this is something that they agreed upon prior to going in. Like they agreed on what their tactic was going to be based on what their strengths are in their world, yeah. right? So in my world, I'm an artist and I influence people through my art, and so I know that I can do that in the 3D world or wherever. You know, I know I can do this on Earth. So mm-hmm. let me focus on that. You focus on politics. You focus on, you know, the mind stuff, the mental, right? Which could very well be, you know, maybe not so much like the experiments, you know, like cutting into people's brains and, you know, lobotomizing people, but more so maybe um, just the mental influence. Like I'm thinking about folks that um, that are teaching like metaphysics and, mm-hmm. you know, how to strengthen your mind and, you know, these things and so it could be someone who's like one of those like a motivational speaker type of you know (laughs) into the the metaphysics of things and you know they understand the science and so they're like okay this this is the science uh let me teach them how to expand their minds and have more control over their mental and manifest what they want you know that kind of thing um but it like you said it all has like there's these turns and twists Every step they take forward is two steps back. And then you see a shift. You, you see them gradually change into, you know, maybe being more pessimistic. Um, maybe cynicism is seeping in. You know, maybe, you know, they're str- this is not what I thought it was going to be. These people are actually crazy. You know, one falls in love. Well, and you, it's- I was going to say that. Greed, power. Oh. You know, those things come into play. Like their society, they may not be used to greed and power. And then one of them gets used to this power in whatever right. he or she does. And it starts to take them over and they start to go, oh my gosh, I'm smarter than all these people. Yeah. I, I, can, I can rule these people. No one in our society ever rules anything. And I get to rule them because I'm trying to help them because they don't know stuff. They like little, they like little ants and stuff. So I gotta, they like kids. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the parent to all of them because, they, but that's bad because they start to do bad things to justify what they're doing. But they're just like, no, I'm trying to help those kids. Those are those human beings, they ain't smart like us. Yeah. And then like you said, one falls in love. And, and so they start to become more of, you know, kind of what we are uh, yeah. and, and so they start to maybe resent the other two, you know, like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm good with, you know, being with this person and, and who I've become here. I don't want to go back. And, you know, uh, and so maybe there's some resentment there 
you know, and, and there's some, there's like a strain in the relationship of the three. And in a sense, they start to become what, what we see, you know, and what the, the strain in the relationships between people that we have, right, uh, on earth itself. Now they're starting to, to, to show that amongst the three of them. Right. But the mission, the mission is always there, right? It's, and that's, that's the internal conflict. So I, I am getting used to this space. I am being seduced by the power um, and the money and the greed, whatever. You know, I'm in love. You yeah. know, and it, maybe, maybe things don't need to change the way we think they need to change. You know what I mean? Um, and, and then, but it's like, but we have a mission. And if we don't accomplish this, then Earth is going to be wiped out. And, and now we'll lose everything. So now they're vested. Yeah, that makes sense because that creates the reason why they want to do it because all three of them yeah. have to have a reason why they want to help the earth. Yeah. It can't be just an altruistic, I'm just a, I'm, you know, we're just a higher being. There's got to be a real reason. So the mission could be go save these people. It could be, like you said, somebody falls in love and they're like, oh my gosh, I now got a significant other and some kids or something. And so now I got to make sure, and I love the society. I love the earth people. Even if everybody else don't love them, I love them. So that could be another motivation around it. And or it could be the typical trope that a lot of times these sci-fi things go into. And that's when there's some kind of resource that they want from us. You know, some kind of thing that they don't have that we're like, man, somebody says, well, shoot, if we had more of what these earth people have, whatever that resource is, you know, some commodity that we have. And they go, man, we need that from them. So I'm so glad we got found the Earth app because we can go get some more of that from the Earth people. Yeah. Mm. You know, and so, you know, I think about this. This is an awesome story, brothers. I thank you so much for doing this. I hope you're having a good time like I am because this is a blast so far. Oh, this is deep. <laughs> <laughs> Working the brain, man. That's right. So the dramatic question. So number one, I think this is a television series and not a movie, for, at least at this point. It sounds like a TV show um, to me. Um, so there's a dramatic question that happens. So there's a trigger event that makes these three people decide to come to Earth finally. And in my opinion, we can tie this back to how we tied at the beginning of this conversation, where something happens in 2020, where the three of them says, you know what, we got to get in our virtual, you know, you know, hologram, you know, teleportation system and get to Earth because something happened. And now, now we've been on the sidelines and we just found the Earth app and we got to do something with these people. Otherwise, in that, these three motivations go away. So there's got to, so if you look at, so I'm visualizing this on a TV screen, like, like say the first episode starts. The first episode shouldn't be about the aliens per se. It should be about something that's going on with us, right? So whatever it is, there's that trigger event. So that trigger event could be like one of the people that, that have been, killed by you know police or vigilantes and they say that's the reason or the reason could be oh my gosh what's this there's this virus and they don't know how to deal with this virus and that's the reason where we got to go because if we don't this thing will just exponentially grow and it'll kill them all so oh, they've been observing i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead no go ahead so they've been observing for a while also right. their their idea like the way they interact with time especially on on our dimension is different. So, so maybe they've already seen what happens on this timeline in 2020, right? They see the aftermath 
you know, if nothing is done right here. So they pinpointed where things kind of go awry. And now they're saying, okay, we can actually create another possibility. We can change the trajectory of what happens after 2020, right? If we go in at this point and influence the people, you know what I'm saying? So, cause we're looking at well, it like, this, I think this version we're saying that they, they're just discovering us through the app now. Remember? Oh, okay. That, yeah, I think we're, so I think we're saying they're, they're now like they, they have this app and they just discovered us through this app and then they see something in us and maybe they do, you know, with the discovery, you know, they, they observe us for a little bit and then they're like, wow, with that, these people are like us. We need, we need to, we need to do something or, so it could be something similar to like a trigger event that, that struck the whole nation was the George Floyd. So maybe it's something where it's not obviously George Floyd, but something similar to where it was, it was so, so big and, and just egregious that everyone, even some, uh, even beings from an, another dimension are like, what just happened? This happened there. Wow. And this is how everyone on their planet is reacting to this. You know, so maybe it's something, something huge like that, that where they feel like, okay, we got, we got to, we got to do something about this if we can. Yeah. I, I think we're saying all the same things in different ways, but it's something back to your, your, both of your points is that this trigger event that they realize whether it's something they see in the future or something they just know innately that they're like, if we don't go and help them earth people, they're going to go down a path that they can't recover from. So now is the event to go and do that now. And I think, I think you were right on it, Casey, when you think about like, I don't, we can be sensationalists if we want, but you know, there's been enough killings of, of black people for them to say, dad, we've seen, we know this is going on, but now that these humans have the ability to record what's going on, now we see more of it. <laughs> now we know what's going on. And so there's five of these things happen this year. If this don't happen, it's not just about those, um, black people in the United States of America. It's about that whole planet if we don't go and do something now. That could be one thought process that makes them go, shoot, we just gotta go now. We just gotta go and otherwise we don't. And if we don't, it hurts us because this thing is spreading all over our diagonal society. And so people are being influenced by these things. And now we've had a society that's had no violence or know of this stuff that's been going on with them that, that we've ever seen. And now because people are checking out the Earth app, now we gotta deal with this. It's <laughs> interesting, man. Like this whole thing is kind of playing out in my mind, right? Um, so I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the way that we discover a new planet. You know, and how how we discover a new planet and now there's all this attention and energy uh, kind of geared toward finding out what's on that planet, what it's about, you know, the mass, does it have moon? Like we're, we're finding out all this information, right? It's like something brand new just came into our awareness. And so, um, I'm sorry, hold on one second. <laughs> one second. I was in a flow too. No, that was sounding good, man. <laughs> you know it's going to like I shut up. I'm like, you know it's going to flow when when Dap does this with his hand. 
and you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I noticed that already. I already peeped that. <laughs> Whenever the hand comes out, then you know you got it. So I think we got a fantastic premise here so far. Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. This this really is. Okay, okay I'm back. I'm back. So, All right, let's go. So, so <laughs> I had a, you remember what you were saying, or do you? Yeah, I remember everything because, okay. like I said, it's playing in my mind, right? So the whole thing, so that's how we discovered this new planet, now all this attention. So in this dimension, Earth, because of technology, because of whatever, we're now online with the app has, has, met, has made manifest because our technology has gotten to the point where they can, they can read us, right? We're sending out signals that we weren't able to send out before, but now they can see Earth in the app just like we can discover a new planet so now they're aware of our existence and it's new in a whole world like their whole world has access to everything that happens on earth because we are recording everything and uploading it and so it's going and those signals are going out into these other spaces right and so but that's how we influence so because it's new everybody's interested in it because earth is now new Everyone's interested in it. Everyone wants to know what's going on. Everyone is fully engaged on what's happening with this new planet, these new beings, this new whatever, right? That's how it starts influencing on that dimension. And now because it's so toxic and it's having this, so people are like saying, saying things that they've heard, like sound bites that are popular. Now they're saying that in their dimension, you know, the kids are... <laughs> You know what I mean? Dressing like the kids dress now, you know, sagging and you know what I mean? It's like it's it's an influence that we see and it has to stop because Earth is toxic. Yeah. That, so that's that makes based on an observation. That's awesome. So let me that let makes me, sense too. Let me walk and, you, I was gonna say, let me walk you guys through a thought process. So now I you know my mind is always thinking about like how we kick this off, right? So we got this trigger event, these three people come. And then one of the three people immediately interacts with one of us. Back to one of you, I think it was Dap that said, or, or Casey that says that somebody falls in love. So someone comes in, they meet somebody, and somehow that person meets with that person from the alien culture. It gets divulged to the earth person that they're from the, this alien world, right? So they're from this alien world. So now you, you've got this two vantage point thing that happens. So that to me is like how we kick off the beginning. And if you think about like a season one finale of some kind, that earth person somehow gets exposed to that alien world. So either they get teleported back or they get, they get exposed to that world in some level and they see the world before Earth's virus got there or before Earth's influence. And then when they go back at the end of the season, their society is in total upheaval like ours, even to a worse degree. So when they go back, they go, oh my gosh, you earth people are doing social unrest with your whatever, your police and all of that stuff you're going. But because of your influence, now our world is like on fire because of what's going on. Yeah. 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 And so, but that creates, that creates an antagonist in, in the other world, right? So that, that, like we were saying before, that creates a group of people who, who wants to remove Earth from the app. But we also have a group of people who have seen some other things who, who want to protect 
this new, you know, um, earth, if you will, um, so that we have access to to all of it. And so that that creates the antagonist and the protagonist. But then you know you're kind of thinking, the twist is who is the antagonist and who is the protagonist. Those those you know, are always the best stories. Those those are always the best stories, right? When you know, like we could have a debate, a conversation, and somebody says, "Nah, such and such is a good guy." And you're like, "Nah, he ain't good. He's horrible." <laughs> and, and then vice versa. That's always the best story. Right. Like we're watching. Um, my wife. She started watching. Uh, what is it? Little fires everywhere <laughs> with Terry Washington and yeah. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good reference, actually. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's that's kind of where it is now. So we're having these conversations about like who's right and who's wrong, the daughter or the mother. You know what I'm saying? Because the tension is so high between them. And uh, order two, order two mothers, right? Who's right or wrong? Yeah, or the two mothers, right? <laughs> who's right or wrong? And so it's a moral dilemma. And so uh, they, it is very interesting when you can't tell the difference between the two. And we can play with that with different characters, especially if we have three of them that are going to Earth to influence, to try to see if they can change things and, and kind of, uh, I would say, enhance the good of the Earth. So that that scene, you know, because right now you can't see it because of you know, coronavirus because of how people are acting, you know, the police brutality because of what just happened and damn that bomb that, that went off in fucking, you know, Beirut. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Yeah, I just cussed on live. My bad, Winston. Oh, uh, don't worry. It's, it's going up no matter what. There ain't no editing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are things going on all over the world right now all over the world there's unrest and so and this is what they have access to and, and so yeah so we have antagonists in in the in the world and we also have antagonists in this other world too um that we can kind of play with and, and see the drama between the three characters if it's three i just threw out three it can be five i don't know um characters that actually come into the in you know, it's it's interesting because at some point they come over here, the the group of people, and they think that they can save us, right? On some level, they go, "Oh yeah, well if we do this, or if you go on this path and I go this path, then we'll just fix them." And at some point, they become some of them become disillusioned. Maybe like, "Dang, we can't save them. <laughs> we, can't, we can't help these people. We are we are just as bad. Or they 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 are unsavable." And then that was that is something that transforms their thought process. And then there's one that looks at it and says, "Oh, you know what? I found out more about these human beings than we saw by just looking at them on the app. They are beautiful creatures. They got this other beautiful stuff that we never saw by just checking out the the video feed of the app. We need to save them. We really do. And and, and I think also. Uh, when we, when we think about some of the reasons why they want to save, you know, Earth or, or, or the planet is we're thinking about just humans, but they may go there and just, you know, the beauty of, you know, the, the animals and nature and things like that, you know, they, yeah. that may play a factor as well, where they're like, man, this, there's so much more to this than we're seeing on this app. Mm -hmm. I'm actually over here. I'm in, 
I'm in the Grand Canyon. You know what I mean? Or have you guys seen something like this? Yeah. You know, yeah. to where it's, I know we're, we're just thinking like people. Yeah. Uh, but in a sense, it's pointing out through this, if it's done the right way, we're pointing out the beauties amongst us that we, we sometimes take for granted and that we don't see. Because a lot of times we get so caught up on just the human aspect, the element, that it's like, it's so much beauty around us that we have to be reminded of that sometimes. So I think through the journey of these three characters, they'll, if done correctly, they'll actually show us at the same time, the beauty that we're missing out on every single day. And that's right in front of us. Here's a great, that is so awesome, Gabe. So I think about that, you made me think like one of these characters goes up and they realize that these plants that are on this planet are creating the oxygen that these creatures are breathing. And, you know, and, the, and they, they've been cutting them down and they've been doing disastrous things to the environment. And they're like, oh my gosh, you mean that you have actual living things that give you the life that you need to live? Winston, Winston, <laughs> Winston. Yes. The question you had earlier was, what's some, what's some resources? What are some things that we're going to have that they're going to uh -huh. It could be the plants and the animals. They're like, what? we don't have this. We're about to take some of these things back. We have to physically make our oxygen. And by now we need these plants. Because we've seen sci-fi movies where they come in here for oil or gold or some something. Right, right, right. But then they go and say, wait a minute, we need some plants. <laughs> we need some cabbage. <laughs> we, need, we need some stuff. We, we need some cabbage. That made me think about this. So, so maybe, maybe these people were sent to Earth by the people of this other dimension. Yeah. And so this is a team that, that was sent in to destroy it. Mm -hmm. But now, but now they're there and they're seeing the beauty, right? They're seeing how how the resources, and they're seeing how we all interact with that, and 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 now they're having second thoughts. Some of them are. So you have you have the one or the two that's dedicated to seeing this mission through, and now you have these this other group. So just just a thought. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm a, I'm gonna get. Man, this is. I don't know where. I, where we are right now is just so great. So I'm taking a look even deeper. So kind of like the media is here, right? Uh, you know, let's just say for black men and the media has been depicted, uh, you know, negatively for so long, you know, uh, where, you know, white people are afraid of black people or black men. Uh, even other countries are afraid of black men because that's what the media was showing for so long. It's like, uh, just like with this Earth app or the way they view Earth, all they see is the negative. So their impression of what Earth is are just, you know, the selfish people that we have, uh, you know, people always at war, uh, you know, just terrible people. And then the, the, those people that come over, they start to interact with nature and, and the world and people that are, are kind and good with, with pure hearts. And then they realize, wait a minute, Earth isn't as bad as we may think. We only see one aspect of it. So, you know, there, there's a reason to save this, this planet or this earth uh, and, and, and make the people better. Yeah. So because of their interactions, you know, I mean, it starts to change the, their views because they've only seen, only thought of it one way. 
just because just like our media today is filtered, the information that was going to them was filtered. Yeah, that's such a good point. I had some friends, I was part of a school thing years ago where they were coming over from another country in Europe to spend some time in our classes here. And they were so afraid to come to here because they realized that the town that they were going to, which is a little bit, you guys know it, it's, it's in North Atlanta, was the only town in the United States where you had to have a gun in your house. So it was like a law that you have to have a gun in your house. So they were under the impression that everybody in America, every single human being had a gun ready to kill another human being in America. <laughs> that's just, it was totally unfounded, right? Because, no, you know, that's not what happens. But they were like, oh, my God, every, they thought that all 300 million people in America had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and that they were going to, and they were just, just arbitrarily shooting other Americans all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, but that, that makes me think of something, though, right? So who's filtering and why? So we have an idea of mm. who's filtering and why when it comes to black men in the media, you know, and how we're depicted. Um, but in that in that space, you know, who's filtering and why? Why would that be the only, you know, imagery that you see of a group of people when clearly there's other there are other things out there um and so in that i think that that will be that can be the the impetus for discovering who the real antagonist is yep. um, and yeah. the truth and the truth behind you know the the people the squad that has been sent there to uh kind of influence or break down or destroy this earth app you know um who, what, what are their, what are their real intentions? You know, let's do this. I, yeah. Yeah. This has been awesome. So let's do, let's have a little bit of fun as we get closer towards the end of our first combo. Me, the three of us, I hope you guys are down with this. So we'd have multiple combos. It just won't be all broadcasted <laughs> because we're going to we'll be developing this as a real story. That was the whole point of, um, of what we're doing here today was to create a story, have some fun with all of you that are out there. But I know that this has legs. I think you guys feel that the same way, that this is a story that can really happen. So let's do this. Let's do a little bit of an improv, right? Where one of the characters that we've talked about that come to this earth, right? And you guys are super able to do this. One of these characters come to the earth and they see the earth for the first time through their lens. And I'm going to leave it up to you to choose whether that's a, a, a negative lens or a positive lens. And so they come out of the ship for the first not ship, but they come, they're teleported, like we said, they're teleported into the, the first thing of the earth or their first view of the earth. And they see something of the earth that connects with them. So I'm going to ask each of you guys to just think about, say you were one of these characters. How would that play out? So Casey, you're the character, your character Bob from this alien world, or your character Casey from this alien world. You get teleported and you come in and, and what do you see? And this, if you want improv it like you're you're like the character. Wait a minute. What is this? 
No mass needed. I think Zaron, I think this is what they call oxygen. Interesting. This allows them to breathe. It's not anything like I would have expected. Write this down. Oxygen levels are, are normal, Zyron, with this. this Where's it coming from? What's around me? What do they call this nature? <laughs> we don't have anything like this. What are those called? Trees. I think that's from our observation. Wow. Let's find out more. So my first thought is that, you know, I'm just thinking that obviously like, you know, where they are in order to to encounter oxygen in their mind, like, or how we breathe today, like they would, they would need something or the thought would be that I have to have my face covered. Well, you keep going, man. That was great. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was, that was really cool. <laughs> that was awesome. You know, that was, you know, don't you, don't you guys get it after what Casey did there? Can't you see that TV show? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was good. But yeah, I, I felt like you were getting information fed to you. So you're asking questions and there's something there that's giving you. Yeah. yeah. So that you want to take a stab at kind of an improv? Sure. Sure, why not? <laughs> hey, why not? Mm. It's kind of slimy. It's this liquid coming out of my skin. What is this? <sighs> mm. <laughs> is it supposed to feel like that when you inhale? This is nothing like what I thought it was going to be. It's all those noises. Man, what is, wow. What? Wow, that was loud. Wow, oh man. Smells like garbage. Is this paper? They don't keep this place clean at all. It's just trash on the streets. This is exactly I know why we're here. 
I know exactly why we're here. This has to go. Yeah. Yeah, this has to go. So I'm thinking like the influence. You know what I'm saying? The That's influence. New York, right? Yeah. <laughs> or Detroit. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love Detroit, but, you know, I'm from Flint. But I'm like, yo, these cities, man, you know, the pollution, the noise, you know, how does one process that who's never, ever experienced it before? You know, so there's a sense of beauty, but there's also this sense of distress. And I guess maybe um, when I think of other dimensions, I also think of energy, right? So I'm thinking maybe the maybe it's an energy more so than the sensory things. Of course, you, you get a sense initially, but maybe it's more so the energy. Like, what is this feeling? What is this stress? Because in the, I don't know, I've, I've been to a lot of cities. I know, Winston, you travel all the time. And there are certain cities like New York where I get a certain vibe, right? And But certain parts of New York, I get different vibes too. There's certain parts of New York where it's like my chest feels tight, you know? Um, there's certain parts of New York where I feel alive. Then when I, when I go to LA, it's a completely different vibe. It's laid back, it's real chill. But then there's certain places in LA where I get this, it's just where you are, you feel the energy. So I'm thinking maybe with these beings coming from another another dimension, it's more so like this energy. Like, what is this yeah. heaviness in this space? Yeah, you're exactly so right about going to those cities because the, you, you get that vibe. Sometimes you don't even know you get that vibe. And so yeah, you you it starts, it starts to well up in you because I've been in a lot of cities. And you just know when you're in a certain part that something's going on. And right. And I just have to say, what you did there is, was super, super dope. And it was, it was definitely what I think somebody would. So you could, you, you could do all the simulations you want, but until you get to the actual city, it's different. It's different. Watching a video of Detroit is different than going to Detroit. Right, dope. Man. It, 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 I've been to Detroit, man. Detroit is dirty. <laughs> Sorry, anybody out there from Detroit. <laughs> They know. <laughs> Trust me, they know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, it's, it's always one of those things, man. Um, so I'm thinking maybe there can be a play on energy, you know, in the way. I like that. that. During, and, and that could be the resource, too. That could be the resource. It, it could be like where they're like, I have what they, I'm experiencing what they call feelings of, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is, this is intense. Yeah. For someone that's never had uh, feelings or experienced anxiety or emotions, for example, mm -hmm. that could be a drug to them. I've never yeah. experienced anxiety. That could be like, oh, I, or adrenaline. Oh, what is this? Oh, I need more of this. It is a drug. It's a drug to us. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? People who... <laughs> People are just kind of, you know, anxiety or guilt or like whatever that is. Like people are addicted to those feelings, those emotional states. And that's why you have to go through therapy to get through them because you create experiences that make you feel that same feeling because you have a craving for it. It's like chocolate. I got to have chocolate. So I'm going to go get some chocolate. I got to feel anxiety. So I create situations where I feel anxious. You know what I mean? 
So yeah, it's definitely a drug. And then, uh, and then so people, weird. the crazy thing is it's so deep that yeah, we're we're just we're not necessarily saying this, right? It's just right. we're showing it. Yes. And so the hidden element of that is like, hey, this is what these characters are actually showing. And people can relate to that, right? Going into a new environment, how you experience something, how you feel, you know, and maybe they are dropped down, like they, they're dropped down in different areas of the, of the world, right? Like someone in Detroit, someone in the freaking desert or, or, or mountains and somebody else in a different part of, of the world and they all are experiencing it differently. And so different things stand out to them. Uh-huh. And they're always constant in communication. Like, oh, you're, what are you, where are you, what are you feeling over there? I just right. see what they call mountains. Remember we had the simulations on mountains? I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they, can, they can virtually sit in the same room and, and like debrief. So they have these yeah. debriefings. So but the other thing is we can give value to the emotions, right, in the other dimension. So we don't have to say anything, but now these emotions actually, like this is something that I can transfer from Earth, from the Earth app into this other dimension. We can sell this. We can sell the anxiety drug. (laughs) People in our dimension. Man, stop, man. We can sell sell this. I almost threw something at the camera, man. I had (laughs) anything to throw, man. Yo, we can actually bottle this up and we can sell it to people who want to experience these emotional states. You feel me? Like we can we can do that. Um, or, or not bottle up just the the simulation piece or being able to go to these different areas to mm-hmm. to experience it. And then people mm-hmm. get trapped and, and caught up in and virtually going into these spaces to feel a certain way that they don't leave. And now they get, now we get flooded with all these aliens coming into our society that want to be, and maybe they do it like black market. They, they're not supposed to be doing this, but you got that one person that's like, Hey, you want to, you want to experience anxiety? Exactly. They, you know what I mean? Like here, take this headset. Yeah. That's that, that's that under underbelly element. You know what I'm saying? That's that crime element that's there, yep. you know, the criminal element, which would be really dope to play with. So everyone that's out there that's listening to this, this work is copyright. Dap, Dewan Paxton, Casey J. Ashley, and Winston Wilson. And so when you see this on YouTube, you'll see that. And by the time it'll be out there, we will actually submit this video up to the Library of Congress. So I'll be doing that today, brothers, and I'll be letting you know how that works, how we get that going. But that's not the end of the convo, that's just the beginning. If you ever do something dope in life, you always got to realize that, you know, conversations are not transactional. They're journeys. And this, this story is real. And this story is awesome because I think when we started off that, and Casey, you shared that we wanted to have this link to fusion of elements. And we accomplished that in an hour. <laughs> People say you can't create something or you can't, you have to create something and it's got to be in this particular format. It ain't true. The spirit of all three of us and the people who are going to come after this are going to be part of this story was like present here today in this conversation. All the characters that we talked about are like alive, right? All of the stories became alive. All of the things we did, we created a world. 
And I think one of you was saying that we, we could sometimes be created by somebody else. Like we, we, we could be in somebody else's pageantry theater of what's going on in their life or in, in, their, in their time. And so I feel really excited about this today. If you are a member of this world, you can create something dope. One brush stroke at a time, one conversation at a time. You don't have to sit in one environment and that's the only way you make something. You can do it by talking to people that are great in your life, friends in your life, loved ones in your life, colleagues in your life. You can write it, you can paint it, you can do whatever you would like to, but you gotta do it now. Don't wait, 2020 has told us that this is true. There ain't no other time to do what we wanna do but doing it right now. The world is fleeting. So this is Winston, I got my brother Casey, my brother Dap. We gonna keep talking, but for the rest of you guys, we gonna stop the recording because you've already heard all of the awesome stuff about the Earth app today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, people. You yeah. stop. So, thank you all for joining the Creativity Cocktail. We got some things coming up. We've got a session here in October where, if anyone's ever wanted to learn about stocks and how do you get into the market and invest in some creative company ETFs, we're going to have my brother David Wilson's going to join us for that conversation. And then in November, we're going to have Cornelius Jefferson, who many of you know, he's going to do an online virtual acting class for anyone who ever wanted to be an actor. So that's going to be happening in November. In November, And then we're all going to be getting back together, myself, hopefully Casey and Dap, and some of the people have been part of our conversations around healing and spirit. Um, we're going to all get together and we're going to just like, we're going to close out the season of all of these great conversations. So thank you all. The Creativity Cocktail, Rising Tides Charity. Love you all. We really appreciate you joining us today. This is Winston. We will talk to you soon. And remember, your creativity unleashes your capacity. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Rising Tides podcast. We encourage you to continue to promote creativity amongst those that you know and those that you know it would have a benefit to. We also ask you to subscribe to our podcast and to get more feedback or give us feedback about what you're listening to. We really thank you for this and we hope that we'll be able to communicate and ultimately help you with your creative journey.